Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts, and I'm also looking for new friends. Um, so, oh, no, I'm new friends. Um, and, I, <laughs> and I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. But let it not be said that we do not allow mics on the mic because we have Mike back. Once again, Mike, hello. Hello. Mike Snyder yes, is back. I'm, I am back. And saying words like I am back. I, I yep, I sure am. Um and I yep, I I, sure I feel am. bad because now now Colin has made it very clear that I'm only on the podcast to to be auditioning for new friend. Mm-hmm. Um because there is this uh, well no, you both just slammed me right before we started this episode. So <laughs> well, oh, Colin, well, may I just say here. welcome to the jam is all I have to say about Okay. That. Come on, that's fair. You know, James. I th- uh, James is a is a little little. Uh, I don't know what the word for it is. Jealous, perhaps is that the word? Of what? Of some of some jamming going on. But it's nice. Like it's how do I say this? It's the nice version of it, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like it's not like of your show of recording yeah. your show. Yeah, yeah. No, I am. I really wish I was on that show. <laughs> uh, well, me no, and James. No joke. No sarcasm. Me and James I really are going to do our own I annual it. show. Yeah. <laughs> Um, where you just slam everything that we say. <laughs> well, everyone, welcome back to Timeline Scavengers. Uh, James yeah. and Mike, my good friends. I'm good so friends. happy that we're all here. Um, yeah. A group of friends is... talking about Marvel. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're here for. Uh, so we are talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 2, starting at 32 minutes and 34 seconds, and we're going to be ending at 34 minutes and 11 seconds. Um, Blasting. Blast I would like it. to point out that we are... In the single digits of episodes left in 1931. In fact, we have been for a couple episodes, and I yep. just forgot to mention it. Uh, so I wanted you to know that if you see that timestamp and you think, wow, there's only like 10 minutes left, you're absolutely correct. We're we're getting there fast. I mean, listen, the time window opened last last. Yeah, yeah that's so true. You can't. <laughs> so you should know that there's not going to be another full episode, right? It's just like two more months, guys, and then we're done. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so <laughs> uh, here is what happens in that scene. Mm. After the very clear commercial break cut, we return to Mac looking through the crates. He comes across a bottle of whiskey that has the vial of green liquid floating around inside it. He holds it up and says, what is this? <laughs> Freddie retorts, I told you, I don't ask questions. I, I do want to say, I am surprised he didn't go, whiskey? You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. it would be what it was. Uh, then Mac opens the bottle and pours the whole thing out and lets a glass vial just slip right out onto the pavement where it could have shattered both the actual vial and the timeline. Um, and he says, what is that, Freddy? And points at it. Deke then reappears and he says, his name is Wilfred. Wilfred Malik, that ring any bells? Back pauses. Yeah. Wilfred Malik, that rings them all. The father <laughs> of Gideon Malik. Freddie looks incredulous. He's like, I ain't no father. What are you talking about? Like, he's so upset by this. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what you've heard about me, but I am no that father. That I know of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, <laughs> no. Wink. No, yikes. Um, <laughs> the, and then they tell him the head of Hydra. Freddy stops in his tracks and says, 
How do you know that word? As if it's a difficult <laughs> word to know, by the way. Right. As if it's like not I've read already... the Odyssey. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. He's like, uh, I'm yeah, in I've Greek seen. Myth. I've seen the 1990s classic <laughs> cartoon Hercules. Okay, I know what a Hydra is. I just um, want to really quickly point out that there's no Hydra in the Odyssey. I'm really sorry, you guys. I'm really trying to bring. That's why I moved. On. That's sorry. why I just I'm moved so over sorry. to the we Hercules moved quickly line. Quickly on, James, so we wouldn't you. have good. to worry about that. Yeah, he's good. James, I'm covering your tracks. Don't worry, we're you're golden. Um, remember, in editing, I don't let any of us look like fools. Unless I'm golden it's very like funny. Odysseus fighting the Hydra. Oh crap! I did it again. Stop doing it, James. <laughs> okay, so back to the episode. <laughs> Deke then pulls the gun out and cocks it. And he says, I have orders to kill him. Back immediately fires back, whose orders? I'm the one who gives orders here. Deke looks conflicted. Freddy is obviously panicking. And he says, what did I do? I thought you were supposed to protect me. And he says, it was Daisy's call. We don't have time to argue. There is no argument. And then Mac puts on his dad voice and says, put the gun down now. That's an order. I mean, like, it is a stark change in how he is speaking. Mm-hmm. It is very clear, like, I've given you, like, an opportunity to do the right thing, and now I'm going to yell. I'm going to raise my voice. Because when he says that's an order, he does kind of back off that voice a little bit. But when he says, put that gun down now, it's like, oh, you're in trouble. He says that's an order, like, like that's not a knife, this is a knife. Like, that's not an order, that's an order. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Then Deke says Daisy told him all about what Freddy becomes. Freddy says he never hurt anyone. Deke considers it. And then he starts to lower the gun when he suddenly pulls it back up. Freddy ducks just in time, but Deke is not firing at him. He's firing a few rounds at the Chronocops who have just shown up. They retaliate with weaponry far superior. Way, way superior. Pew, pew. I love that he's out here with this little pea shooter, and then they're like, hey, that's cool. Want to see a crate blow up? <laughs> Poof. That's how <laughs> That's they all this gun does. Blows up crates. Pretty much. It seems like, like a very bad thing to take into battle, but here we are. They're like... <laughs> Unless you're fighting sentient crates. They're like, Good we're point. here to pull some threads and blow some crates up, and we're all out of crates. <laughs> Here's what I was going to say of that exact same joke. We're here to blow up crates and wreck some timelines, and we're all out of... Wait, hold on. Just give me five minutes. Hold on, guys. Mm. <laughs> okay. That was all I have, though, because there's nothing to really research, right? Because, again, mm-hmm. we can't get into like what's going to happen in the future. We already told you what the green stuff is. It's the key ingredient to making the super So there's serum. a type of glassware called borosilicate glass, also known as Pyrex. God, I love you, James. Um, And it is 19th century so this so pyrex is 1915 so this reason why it didn't break may be because it was made of borosilicate glass which you would have done you would have you normally use it so that if you put a hot liquid into the glass it's not like well i'm glass there's your stuff all over you but it has the added effect of it has the added um property of it's also a little bit tougher to break so uh Mm. it may be that that is what we're at least meant to believe. Is it tougher to break from heat or also from like throwing? Both. It's okay. it's like reinforced glass kind of. Oh, interesting. It's like okay. chemically reinforced, but like the same thing that keeps it from breaking from heat is possibly I mean like I've never tried dropping test tubes, but it's theoretically content. it could. I mean like <laughs> bonus content. That's right. I'll break into my old lab, broke into the old laboratory. Um this is where I used to work. Um so yeah it may be that it also could be that it was not from as big a height and it was also coming like 
encased in liquid. Not encased, but like it's coming out with a bunch mm-hmm. of liquid, so the liquid could be softening the ground a little bit. Those are my theories for the unanswered, the unasked question. Hey, why didn't that <laughs> yeah. tap tube break? I, I also just, have, I, I also have a theory. Wild. It has plot armor. It has to stay right. true together. True. Borosilicate plot armor. Very it, good. To me, I was like, hey, ma'am, you want to ask what someone, what something is to someone? Pour it out, and once you see it start to come towards the handle, you stick your hand underneath it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Catch you it. got whiskey hands. Hold no one it likes up. whiskey hands. Well, you know, you I get mean, whiskey other things. So, um, <laughs> like <sorry>. what? <laughs> I'm not saying that on this show. Um, like what? Con? It's not a family show, whiskey but I do have family that listens to it. Whiskey um, nostrils. Mm-hmm. Whiskey toes. Uh, whiskey Richard. Uh, whiskey so, liver. Ooh. Ooh. Actually, technically, you can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I don't know. I just it just felt wild to me that he was just like, yeah. "Hey, I want to ask you what this is. Let me just smash it on the ground real quick." Well, that's what I thought you meant by dad voice. What is this? Oh, <laughs> you know, also that, sort of dad that's voice. Great. He, I, I do realize that he does put it on a little bit. It's like the, it's the parent thing of like, I already know. Well, granted, he didn't actually know what it was, but it very much was. A, I know what this is, but I'm going to give you an opportunity to kind of come clean. I was just holding for someone. Yeah. I don't ask uh, questions. Literally, that's what I was I mean, doing. In a way, he literally is just doing that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it actually literally isn't mine. Um, this green that I've got is not for me. Right. Uh, uh, this tube of green. Yeah. Uh, I promise. I'm not I'm not a narc, by the way. So, you know, get off my back, Dad. Um, and if your friends also took a tall, uh, walk off a tall building. Oh, sorry. Ooh, insensitive about. Okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> right? Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, okay, but that was actually all that I had for the context of the scene. Does anyone have anything else to? Uh, I, the only things I had were it rings them all because that's not how you re- does that ring any bells? It rings them all. Okay, there aren't act- like I've never heard someone respond to that idiom in that mm-hmm. way, and I thought that was that was uh, funny. And then yeah, how do you know that word? Like it's a swear word that your child has just said, like. Where did you learn that word? But it's a common word. It's like wrench. Well, it's also like, funny because like <laughs> he didn't get like that when they walked up to the uh, to the speakeasy and dropped swordfish. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't yeah. hear that word and go, where'd you learn that word? How do you know that word? Right. Did, he was chill. the mysterious woman say Hydra when she passed off the thing to him? Because this is it feels sort of like, wait, he knows the word Hydra. Like, I mean, aside from the fact that it's a common, you know, not common, but like, you know, an English word that you can know without being part of a secret organization. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike S.H.I.E.L.D., which is only used for secret organizations. Um, yeah, there's no other S.H.I.E.L.D. that I can think of. But doesn't it feel like one of those? It feels, you know, I don't know if she did. We're getting into did. territory of missing scenes, like deleted scenes. I don't know if she did, but I mean, to me, it's also a situation of he does talk about like his father having debts and all this other stuff. And like this woman knowing his dad, I think that before they really tell you who he truly is kind of thing, I think they do try to lead you towards understanding that his dad had shady ties. His Um, dad, Hydra Malik. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I think that it's the idea of like, perhaps like the, that they let you think, Oh, he's involved with like the mob. And then later right. on, right. you see that it's part of the super soldier serum. You're like, oh my God, no, not the mob, Hydra. So I think it's so, supposed to be something that your mind fills in the blank for. 
And so right. the idea that he obviously knows what it is because he's like, oh, I'm carrying this over for someone. Do, so does Hydra already exist? I believe so. I think that Hydra it has existed. I think it's the for, monolith people, right? In 1839, yeah, yeah. that was still Hydra, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the, they're worshiping the Hydra's yeah. been around okay. for a really long right. time, right? But like, I think it also used to not be called Hydra. I think it, I think it goes through a couple of different names before it becomes Hydra. But like, probably I love right the idea that Freddie, Freddie had learned the word Hydra and thought it was a secret special word, and he's like, one of these days, I'm going to name an organization Hydra, and then, and then Max like head of Hydra, and he's like. How oh, did you know I have any, my vision I, board? I haven't even created the thing yet. How are you pinning that on me now? Hold on, let me let me put it in my Apple device. You're what? Oh. You're gonna listen to what? A podcast? He'd never heard the word before, but then he went, "Wait, where'd you learn that word? Hang on, hang on. what was it again? How do you spell that? That word rules. That word. That sounds dope, actually. Real quick, just, can you just spell that for me? Yeah, yeah. H is it H Y oh, or?" Yeah, it's like, so good. It's, like it's so good. I should make a or? secret organization with that name. Oh man, right. you can't. You can. Oh, because it's the Hydra. You could cut off a head and it keeps coming. Oh man, I've got <laughs> such great ideas. Hey, I will thank you in my acceptance speech for best villain. So you know, just so you know, you're getting credit right now. Mac, um, um, your your name is Mac from the future. Okay, Mac from Mac, Mac to, the, to future. the future. Jinx. You know, as somebody that, that did a awesome. Futurama podcast that's based off of uh, Back to the Future uh, name pun, I should have gotten that too. I have the episode where they go from when this time window closed. The episode I have some, for whatever reason, whatever I was thinking, it I just called it Return of the Mac. <laughs> that's good. Which is a 1990s R&B ref for no reason at all. Yeah, but it's other well, than his name it's is good. Mac. Hey, you know that Back to the Future reference that you were looking for? <laughs> well, listen to this. It's me, your your cousin. <laughs> How Back to the Future. future? Oh, <laughs> Back Future. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the Future, Jeff. <laughs> uh Mike, real quick peek behind the curtain. It's been cut from the show actually a lot, but that those particular like lines we've said on this show probably almost as much. Well, probably second most to the phrase "time is weird." Gotcha. I I was realizing that, um, but your kids are gonna love it. Is something that is just part of my yes. Because I I just I because just we do it in this a lot as well. Yeah. <laughs> the one that. The one that uh, the she's on that minute that came out today mm -hmm. when we're recording this, February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. There is a part where I said, "But your kids are gonna love it," and I never. It's weird when you realize something is part of your just vocabulary, right. like you're just gonna make that reference as part. Yeah, of Yeah, you've just kind of accepted that this is part of your what you're you're just exactly. reference wheelhouse. Yeah, right, exactly. Or so, just anyways. maybe a part of your speech pattern. I right. apparently say, "Here's the thing," a lot. Well, and I thing, had you know, no, uh... I had no awareness of this, Mike. And one time we were in a call with a bunch of people, and someone put me on blast for that. And I went, "What do you mean? Was he you?" <laughs> and I, you said something about it. I was like, "What is that supposed to mean?" I, I didn't get it. And everyone was like, "Stop! You know what James is talking about?" I was like, "No, what are you talking about?" And then he explained himself. And guess what he started with? <laughs> so, here's the thing. And then I heard it and I went, oh, God damn it. But see, I was like, no, that, that had like, to have just been planted in my brain because you just said it. But now, anytime I say it, I immediately go, damn it, I said it again. 
Mm. And it's uh, not great. Well, I, I really don't like that it's turned into it turned into a thing that you've tried to excise from your life because I truly love it very much. I wouldn't put you on blast if I didn't. Okay, so if no one has anything else to uh, raise or oppose or whatever from I just, this episode... I just assumed that this situation between Mac and Daisy offering differing... Uh, uh, orders won't cause any problems back at the Zephyr at all. Not even a little. Oh yeah, no, not at all. Not for these, you know, two very good friends who also used to be partners, and now one of them is the leader and one of them is not. Right. Yeah. Uh, no problems yeah, whatsoever. No. Um, but you know what's not going to raise any problems? Hmm. A round of Who's Freddy? <laughs> Who's Freddy? Drop that beat. <laughs> Is this the trap so remix have, of the uh Yeah, song? pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a total of 26 Who's Freddies. Okay. Great. One for each letter of the alphabet. Um, Ooh, it's true. Wow. Pretty much. I, that's not actually how it works, unfortunately, but it is kind of cool that you said that. No, but so in... in <laughs> cool you know what, though? I bet you in within the name, though, maybe there is. So that would actually be fascinating. Ooh. Like, if I were to actually separate them Fred out, I the bet... quick red fox jumped over the lazy brown dog Smith. Do I have anyone with a Q in their name? I don't remember. I'll have to go back and look. If there was, like, a Frederic, like, if there was, like, a I French like one, you know, yeah. then maybe we could have... Okay, no, but uh, because of how many people we technically have left, there are going to be two in this round. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so I, I wasn't bad enough at one particular one. No, don't worry. I think I think this will be I think this will be a good round. Here's for you. open. Poke Fred. Got a Fred on all. <laughs> yeah, did, you see, did you guys see what I did? Yeah, I saw you turn the hat backwards right, like good. he does in the classic cartoon. Yeah, yeah the class, um, I've seen, which I've so seen. Oh, I watched it's, it a lot as a it's kid. It's sad that we can call it a classic now. I used to be young. Same. I, I feel that. Uh, okay, so before I become more decrepit, here's the first round. This is Who's Freddy? Round 18. When it comes to the entertainment world, what couldn't this Freddy do? Well, apparently it was treat women with respect, but even with his narcissism and his terrible ways, his most famous sorry, he is most famous for his duoship with a female performer that frankly outshined him, and I suspect that is probably what made him most angry. However, it cannot be denied that he was uh, tapped into an unprecedented level of talent. He produced hit after hit after hit after... Hang on a second. I need to quickly swipe past these movies where he does blackface. After hit after hit after, after, hit, after, after, hit, hit. after hit after hit. Okay. So who's Freddy? Uh, Fred Astaire? Nailed it. Yep. All right. Did you know Feeling that Ginger good. Rogers was born on my birthday? I did not know that. Yeah, and backwards and heels too. So. Yep, that's. I was gonna say, Her do you know that's mom. why she's so much better? Is that like she's like, I did everything he did, but backwards and heels. And now for round number nineteen, uh, and I want to say, uh, you know, not to kind of already play my hand a little bit. There are some people where it is so easy to come up with stuff that can kind of like tease them a little bit, but not really give it away. And then mm. you have people like you know Fred Rogers or this Fred where you're like, anything I have to say about this person is immediately going to give it away because there is no way to hide this type of, like, I'm going to write down a guess right now. Okay. <laughs> Actually, tell you what, uh, text it to me immediately. Let's just see. I also love that I follow the account for is the Kenobi trailer out yet, and so, like, at least twice a day I get, like, a nope. <laughs> 
cannot that that's gonna i'm hoping that's a good show that's a good guess but it's not this one okay all right but i but that is one of those people that i consider right. to be like yeah. yeah good lord i mean how do you hide that yeah okay exactly. here we go i mean i am i will say i'm a little scared because you've been like well this one's gonna be given away pretty quickly i'm like oh god oh, no. i'm oblivious mike mike if you don't get this i'm going to be shocked <laughs> okay. okay here we go Although this Fred is a little bit of an oddball in the entertainment world, he's been ingrained into so many forms of pop culture due to his musings. He has a cult classic film, never had a bad hair day in his life, and also once lost real bad on Jeopardy. If you can't get this one, oh, then see. you're pitiful. Who's Freddy? Welcome to the show, Mike. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I believe uh, it, this is also a variant on Fred. Um, mm-hmm. Because I believe it is Alfred Matthew Yankovic, also known as Weird Al. Absolutely, no, it's Daniel Radcliffe. Dang Wait, it! What is it? <laughs> Daniel Fredcliffe. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Fred Fredcliffe. That's the one. Ding, ding, ding. That's number awesome. nineteen. That one is done and dusted. So there you have it. Weird I gotta Al say, Yankovic. I really, really hoped. Mike, I love you, and I love your love for Weird Al. But right in that moment, I was hoping that somehow you you wouldn't be, get it. You wouldn't. I would get be it. like, wait, no, hold on. And when you said Lost on Jeopardy, I was like, okay, there's no way he's n- not not getting it now, right. or that he's not getting it now. Yeah, but yeah, I was. Ro- I, what I'm saying is, I was rooting against you for just do a you, second. Do you know how hard that one is to to write some sort of reference without it being like? Yeah, like there are some. I'm sure you could be like. Accordion, fuck. Yep, that, that was the thing, because I was like, you can't mention Polka. No. Nope. You can't really write, you can't even mention the medley, really, because yeah. I feel like that immediately gives it away. Parody gives it away. Yep. Albuquerque gives it away. Absolutely. Uh, you know. Um, Fred Buquerque. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> running with Scissors, I felt like, was getting you know close there. Yeah. Um, oh, I was, I was trying to slip that one in there. Uh, as much as I could, but I could I couldn't. Uh, but I I slipped in like the Star Wars things because he references Star Wars a lot. And, yeah. Uh, I really wanted to try and find a way to get Eda in there because that was like you know major major hit for him. Right. But where the hell do you fit that without it sounding like you're being weirdly aggressive? So, right. According to some, and not to poke a dead horse about it, but uh, that was just how how I did accordion and polka uh, in a way that. I see. Okay. I thought you were going to try and make a joke for Edith. So I was waiting for that. That's very funny. Listen, okay. I was listening to you mm-hmm. when you were talking, and that cannot be denied. <laughs> However, in my brain. <laughs> that about does it for that, though. So, James, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, radio? Is that what we're going to sure. talk about today? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so here's something. You know, something. the confidence going directly into this. <laughs> right. Well, you know, Here's we've changed deal. media formats yeah, a couple times, fair. so I was, yeah, I was exactly. testing the water to see if we're still in uh, radio. It's fair. Fun thing, if you listen to this most recent episode uh, where I'm like, we're going to talk about TV for the rest of the of the year, and we talked about TV for two like, episodes two, two and then yeah. moved on. Yeah, so. Um, I also thought that was a really weird choice when I was listening back. I went, <laughs> did he at the time not realize that he was going to immediately move away from TV? 
sometimes you copy and paste things into your your notes and then you mm. completely forget about everything you've done. I, I will say, <laughs> who, who TV is a dying medium. Who is going to l- watch TV when you can listen to the radio? That, right. I, that weirdly radio makes sense. Radio killed the video star. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we have a uh, another uh, moment on the uh, timeline for the radio of 1931. And this is and this is June 1st, 1931, and it is the Camel Quarter Hour debuts on CBS. Here's uh, what I had to do. I found some information on the Camel Quarter Hour, but it was in a Google book, so I couldn't copy and paste it. So allow me to go over to my browser where I have it open. Oh God! This okay. is from on the air colon the encyclopedia of old time radio which i'm like do i want that maybe um, <laughs> that does that does seem to be a james james-esque book so it it was written by james-esque um his dad was freddie-esque was that there's your cue um so the camel quarter hour was an early network dance show which ran from june 1st 1931 to may 28th 1932 it was 15 minutes, and it was six days a week, starting at 7.45. Camel Cigarettes were the sponsors, sure. and uh, it says it was the first short broadcast to allure a major national sponsor from the hour-long variety shows. The producers were praised by the forum for their, quote, elaborate signatures and, quote, sugar-coating sales messages, end quote, because that it was a different time. Yeah. Um. The critic was less than thrilled with Tony Wands, or Wands, it's W-O-N-S, radio's first shirt-tail philosopher. Here's them summarizing the show. Approximately one minute and 45 seconds of advertising, two minutes of rubbish from Wands, and the remaining time divided between Downey, who was the the singer, and the orchestra. Uh, Yeah, no, Morton, uh, Robert's great-grandfather. Morton Downey Jr. Um... (laughs) What if his last name was Downey Jr. and it had nothing to do with what his dad was? Um, it's hyphenated. <laughs> yeah. When, when the Downey and the Jr. families came together, they wanted to split things equally. Glenford. Um, junior the third. Junior the third. So because of the success of the show, similar programs came along the same year. And the venerable Lucky Strike, Lucky Strike Dance Orchestra underwent radical surgery, which is a weird way of saying... They cut it down to 15 minutes. So these four, the Camel, Lucky Strike, and the Chesterfield and Prince Albert quarter hours were dubbed Lady Nicotine's Children in the press. Their success was impressive, but brief. So there were so many radio shows named after cigarette companies that they had a collective group name (laughs) for them in the press, which is absolutely buckwild. Yes. Um... But that is another one of the, and then we here's a 15-minute show. We're just going to play some music. Maybe smoke a cigarette while we do so. And uh, that's it for the Radio of 1931. I want to tell you about patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Here is the place where we put all the bonus content that we make for the network, the scavengers network, which we are on. You have bonus content from this show, for instance, uh, Timeline Scavengers Annual Number One: 1931 is on there, which we published on the last day of the year uh, of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, we have forthcoming stuff like Timeline Scavengers Annual Number One: Insert Date 
date date needed timestamp needed um which uh is coming soon we also have stuff like part one of uh kids on strikes which is a newsies minute slash ttrpg thing which i have the other half sitting right here unedited but i'll get to it someday and also in the, santa fe the 20 anniversary of uh take off your pants and jacket, take off your pants jacket. yep that is actually also... i can almost see it on my desktop yeah yep um and also has to be edited. surely probably a whole bunch of episodes of uh rude boy summer uh you can also find written <laughs> you can also find written stuff by uh me or aaron um you can find audio stuff or video stuff from people like mason or ty um there's lots and lots of great stuff it's two dollars a month it's just an absolute steal and it gets more and more of a steal with each passing month or whenever we publish new stuff so um Go over to patreon.com slash network, and when you join, there is a checklist of shows that you listen to. Please check off every show you listen to, uh, and please make one of them be Timeline Scavengers, because legal you are obligated to, because you heard it on this show. It's not legal. Don't sue me. But I think that is going to do it for today. Um, Mike, thank you once again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Is there something... Do Doesn't... Uh, don't you and Ben have a Patreon as well? Uh, Patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Nice. Excellent. But I will say you should join the uh, the timeline or the uh, Scavengers Net uh, Patreon. I am a patron. He's not only a member, he's also a member. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I also like about this though is that because now that you have it like in this podcast, you can never stop being a patron. Yes. Like no matter what your financial situation is, you always have to remain on because it's like I've got it, I've got you on tape, buddy. Yep, you got okay? me on tape. Yeah. I I, yeah. I I fucked up. Legally yeah. obligated. Yep. So and uh and Mike is gonna be doing something great starting this month, which is moving his donation to a thousand dollars a month. <laughs> Whoa, Mike. Wow, that's incredible. I don't know where you're reading this information. I'm reading it from your hacked account that I'm accurate. in right now. No. <laughs> Oh no! That is going to do it for today's episode. Um, I am deciding currently to remain James Anderson. I'm going to wait. Hang on, let me th- let me think about it. Yeah, I think I'll stick with Colin and Parker. And while I would love to change, I think I'm required to stay Mike Snyder. I I had forgotten the Excelsior. Um, um Excelsior. That, that was sort of panicked. I liked it. It brought a certain energy to it. Uh, yeah, I actually did forget I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
My name is Trevor Collins, and I love the unknown. I'm Alfredo Diaz, and I'm easily frightened. This is The Red Web, a podcast all about unsolved mysteries, true crime, conspiracies, and the supernatural. Each episode, Trevor sets out to scare me half to death, dropping little nightmares like it's no big deal. Pretty much every episode features a new mystery left to be solved. We will discuss the timelines and the facts of each case, along with popular theories that attempt to explain what's going on. Alfredo will be bringing speculation and questions as he hears these stories for the first time. Man, tons of stuff. Like, what's the hidden purpose of this website? Who's been leaving clues to an endless puzzle and why? What happened to the man in the dark suit we discussed earlier? And is this world really going to end in September? Trevor, you can't keep doing this to me, man. <laughs> the thing is, I can. And that's what we do here. And if you love unsolved mysteries like I do, and certainly like Alfredo does, subscribe to Red Web today wherever you listen to podcasts. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.